This is for the nerves, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends. And we are here, day one, for the peasants of WSOP! Let's go! That's it, yeah. Day one was for those high rollers yesterday. Today's the real day one. This is the day one, baby. Let's go. Today's the day one. You Mm -hmm. have 1,200 people already in in Paris. It's popping, man. There's 1,200 people already playing? Already in the mystery bounty. God, I gotta get down there. popping. All right, so thanks for joining us, everybody. I gotta get out of here. (laughs) And my... Got as many big blinds as I possibly can. Man, I really don't know if I'm going to step foot in the Paris again. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. This God. Guy here we go. This that was so quick. I think, it, I think it's over. <laughs> I think it's over for me. Dusty motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you busted a bullet in the 25K. No, that, that, that did it for me, man. Yeah, was, I, that is not my it. arena. I yeah. mean, you were just in a battle. Well, you know, you lost a battle. It you, wasn't even that. I, I didn't feel like, I, you know what? You're right. I, I was in a battle and I was naked and unarmed. I mean, yeah. that's fine. You know, sometimes Wait. you just walk in there and, you know, you just got to, you get jumped. Or like, Burke, you going to fire a second bullet? He's like, no, man. These tournaments are tough. <laughs> this is really good, man. This, I don't think I know how to play tournaments anymore. I'm just going to stick to the cash games. I, uh, honestly, like, I, I did not. I mean, granted, I was dealt out when we were deep, which made it really annoying. But I was also at a tough table, so I didn't care. Yeah, my, my original table draw was me, Ike, Makita, Hendrix, Brewer, uh, Lewis. Lewis. And then Lewis got replaced by Nacho. Um... <laughs> And man, there was somebody else at the table that was good that I'm Makita? forgetting. No, I already said Makita. Ike. I said Ike. Ike. Uh. Anyway, uh, it it wasn't like it was a good spot. And the sick yeah. thing is, is like a third of the field was Rex, and we just had none of them. Mm. Um, but I did have a couple good table draws throughout, and I, <laughs> I mean, I was a lot shorter once once I was getting at better tables. But like, bro, what are you guys doing off thirty? <laughs> <laughs> What like, do you mean? You're like looking to get it in. It, no, that's the thing is you're not. It's like this weird mix of like well, yeah, sometimes you just right. need to be all in pre and then right. other times you just need to play four streets. Yeah. This life, man. Right. I don't know how to... Like, I play a game. I play a game where three hands are willing to put all the money in pre-flop. <laughs> Outside of those three hands, everything else is just bobbing and weaving. You know? Mm. You're doing some fuck shit. I got yeah. a suited hand. That's a high low, so I'm gonna try to bluff this guy before the flop, and then when I make equity, we run it. So like in MMA turns, it's basically like cash is like a featherweight fight, and because it's never a knockout there really. But like MTTs, no. it's like a heavyweight slugfest. Have you been watching poker mm. at all? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that analogy. I, These... I've I think the analogy is like tournament poker is. Let's say you're a solid seven. And you go and hit on a nine and a half and a ten. You can, you can go to the bar, you can feel yourself, and you can go talk to her. And you know what? Ninety-nine out of a hundred times, it's not going to go well. But that yeah. one time, yeah, she might be a little drunk. <laughs> that good. one now, time. Now, cash on the other hand, you go hit on a bunch of sixes. <laughs> you get about a fifty-sixty percent ratio. Oh God! Papa, what, is, what is lighting oh, you today? Uh, why do I look? Very yellow, very yellow. yellow. Yeah. I got this nice oh, big yellow. Oh, it's the I, I see. It's the non-studio light. Correct. <laughs> we we, we put I, it, we stick the him in the corner. Yeah, we stick him in the corner of the basement <laughs> and give him yellow lights. <laughs> we give him yellow lights. Just <laughs> I mean, but wouldn't you agree that's a better analogy? That, I think that, that's that, a fantastic. That was, that was yes. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't believe you're not shooting for the nine or the ten. Jesus Christ, my God! You got to get out there, man. The millions is coming. Plucking that million it's dollar here, bounty, man. baby. It's I just, I just realized that uh, what you're really going for is that gold chest, right? Right, yeah. So um, it looks like the bounties will start on day two, which I think we're going to be down to about 5% of the field. Wow, that I think, sucks. So, so I'm, I'm thinking, because <laughs> I, remember, I remember from last year, the same sort of structure. I think you got into the money right around 
level 17, which is 15% of the field, and then you play another five levels after that. So we're looking at... 5 a.m. Yeah, we're... Yeah, it's 5 a.m. <laughs> so maybe in between, somewhere between like seven, five to 7% of the field will be left, but then the real fun happens, yeah, right? You if want you those, can get to that five to 7% of the field, now you get those bounties. What time, what time does Max Elite Reg end? Five o'clock. 5 p.m.? Yeah. You so, guys are a fucking joke. Yeah. Tournament started so, at 10. <laughs> this is a goddamn joke. Yeah. Why? So, why? 5 p.m.? Like, shit's just getting parted. So, so, some of us are just waking up. The cash game is just getting off. I want to be able it's to, 12 like... 12 levels, bro. Come on, man. Like, I want to be able to max late reg at, like, 9. Yeah. Fire my 10 blinds in the middle and pray. You'll have 10 blinds at that point. Yeah, it's at 5 p.m. I'm gonna have 12 <laughs> hours of play left. Not uh, here for that. Right. So every bounty is a thousand bucks at least. Mm -hmm. At least. Fuck a bounty. Right. It's, it's a thousand bucks. I guess you. There's like an iPad or something. You press a button. Yeah. yeah. And then and then it pops up. It's either gonna be like five. I think 2,500 or 5,000 or gold chest. And that's what you want. You want the gold chest. You get the gold chest. You're guaranteed ten thousand. Mm. And you go up to the gold chest and you pull it out. It's going to be mm -hmm. at least ten thousand, or it could be a lot of zeros on there. One million dollars. I'm. It's an exciting event. I, I love these things. I think that they're really great for poker. Oh, they're so. I good. think they're like great. They're not fucking great when Glads pulls the goddamn million. He's not going to no. pull it again That's this year. That's all I got to say. Sorry, right. Glads. I like He's you not at all, pull but it again you're this just year. not allowed right? to pull it. You know? that, that, yeah. was, that was not the feel good story. We were <laughs> <all>. <laughs> Helmuth is going to pull it this year. Oh, God. <laughs> Talk the about the fact that good players even make the fucking money, let alone get to the bounty stage, <laughs> well, is so see, beyond Bert, me. What they do is they go down to the goddamn, almost said Rio, they go down to Paris and they fucking sign up for the tournament. And then they play and they get chips. And then that's how they get the plucket. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! This, this, you have to be in it to win it. You mindset. It. Well, I mean, if you're not in it, can you win it? No. But there you, you know, go. Case solved. There bang. you go. Bing bang. But, but I'll put my results of not playing it versus your results of being in it. Right. Of course. <laughs> Any yes. Day. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Your EV is much higher in the cash games, and you should be in the cash games. But you know. No, I'm not, not going to pluck a fucking... Yeah. I, I, listen, I was trying to say that this was a great event until you started to shame ah. me with like, you got to be in it to win it bullshit, and now I'm coming down on you. Well, yeah. you're wrong, so how about yeah, that? You're just you know? wrong. I think you're just wrong. Hit him. Tell him. What, what, what are we queuing <laughs> up? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's trying to get glance pull on the bounty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is I never know if only us, if only we hear it. <laughs> It's also hears it, so hey like man, I don't, this is this is tough back here. I, right? I don't know if I need to like slap Guapo's hand or just let him do his thing. <laughs> just you know? Reduce the tortilla. Just let him cook. <laughs> let the man cook. It's a good event. Bro. I mean, I, I, it's not it's, a good event. I, it's a good event for poker. Right. It's not a good event to play. It's fucking hell. Okay. No. If you want to walk through hell at the chance for heaven, God bless you. I think that that is a noble path. I just want to walk the hell to see how it's like. So I'm gonna be out down there in like uh, 45 to 50 minutes. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, you got to see what hell looks like sometimes. You just got to know what it. I looks. have a day off today. Uh, I have a choice to make. I could go play this hellscape, or finish my course for the for the uh, upcoming uh, month of so, June. So I'll see you at <laughs> a month. We'll come a month in June. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. like we have two days. One no, you day. don't. We have one day. Tomorrow. <laughs> 12 hours. Uh, no, the course will be out mid-June, I think. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to do the responsible thing because, first of all, it actually sounds more appealing to me than going to play <laughs> uh, But secondly, it's going to be a great course. It's going gonna, it's gonna to teach everybody how to think about game planning whenever you're going into study. And I think that uh, as I'm building this out, I realize that this is something that I've never had. Like, I've never had that framework. I, I, I've built my own, but, like, I've never had somebody show me a framework for, like, okay, this is how you should approach study. And I realized, that like, I just pick and choose and grab bits and pieces from other people. Like, you know, whenever uh, we were prepping for the heads up, it was, like, talk to K-Rab, get a little bit of, like, what he does. Talk to Landon, hear about how his process was. And it's like, ah, that doesn't sound fun to me. This sounds a little bit better. <laughs> we'll do all these things. And I realized that when you're just, like, grabbing from thin air all the time you might miss some things you know we have some blind spots we're a little lazy about some stuff it's like going to the gym and not getting a trainer so hopefully this this course will provide a little bit of framework for everybody out there who's struggling a bit trying to figure out their study is it about tournaments no 
Well, it could be applied to Tori. It could be applied to anything. <laughs> Honestly, I should take my own goddamn advice and figure out how to play tournaments better. Do you think you'll ever get the tournament bug back? No. Like, you think it's gone forever? I, I or do you think, think like... Dude, uh, how, down the road you might just be like, ah, you know, I how just could you not I made have so much money playing cash that it's just it's not fulfilling to me anymore, and I'm just going to you know it's you know go it's for unfortunate the glory. because this is a fantastic segue, and I still need to plug our sponsor. Sorry, but I, I was uh, trying to get there too. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna push, push well, it. I was literally about to, but this is a great segue. Uh, I I can't tell you how little tournaments appeal to me now, and I never understood anybody who felt that way because. The idea of a huge score is just always appealing. Mm -hmm. Always, 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 always. But I just watched a man win $3 million last night playing a fucking game that I'm much better at. Right. And it's just like... Well, that's the, the thing. The high side for cash has started to rival MTTs. Yeah, for sure. And I, do, I think high rollers are just like beyond mm -hmm. the scope of anything that I've ever... Like I'll ever have interest in. Yeah, and, that, and that's why you see why tournaments are so popular right now because the majority of the people that play... Poker in general don't have that opportunity, don't right. have that chance. To, right, right. To, this is the only way they can get that six figure, seven figure. Right. The score. people you're targeting when you put a million dollar bounty event like this out for a, what, thousand dollar buy in? Yep. Yeah. The people you're targeting are people who play two five where right. the biggest win is mm -hmm. going to be a couple thousand dollars. Right. Exactly. So it's like this is their shot at having mm -hmm. life changing money. And I totally get that. Yeah. I can win million. I can win a million in other ways. Right. I literally just won a million playing a guy <laughs> one on one. Right, like, right. Uh, it just you pluck the you pluck the airball bounty. It ruined. <laughs> <laughs> it just absolutely fucking ruined my desire to want even the main event. Yeah, the it, which is insane, that man. Is insane. That's it's insane, but it just doesn't have the same allure because I I understand the probability of me winning it is so yeah. low. And that ten million is just like I a mean, pipe dream, dude. If you can't get up for one tournament a year where it's ten million to first, maybe twelve this year, then the, and and it's like the glory. It's you know the, what I don't enjoy about it? I don't enjoy exposing the areas that I already confidently know I'm weak. Yeah, I already conf. I have a high well, degree of confidence. Knows it. You've been telling us how bad right. you are at tournaments for like I have a high degree of confidence that I am a weak tournament player. Yeah. So just like. Will, willingly entering the field seems really stupid. <laughs> Not well. I mean, maybe the twenty five k's, but the the ten k. No, made of event. course, of course. Like, look, I'm going to end up playing a prelim at some point, like right. a two k or fifteen hundred, yeah. whatever. And it's going to be a party. I was telling Connor I had this today in the in the kitchen. I was like, man, you guys all forget how fucking lucky you are when the cap that you play is like a thirty five hundred, because. We all just go to South Florida and play this WPT 3500 where there are 4,000 people in the event that don't have a fucking clue. And when I say, like, it's not an exaggeration. The difference between, like, high-level MTT play and general MTT play is night and fucking day. Oh, for sure. Like, throw me in a prelim and just, like, your poker wits alone will will rise you to the top you keep 1 to 5% of the field. You keep saying this, but you won't get in the prelim. Because it's still not worth any money. When you go play the soft fields, it's, you're making fucking $35 an hour. It's just useless. Like, it, it's... I'm, I'm in a paradox when it comes to MTTs of I'm nowhere near good enough to compete for stakes that matter. And where I'm probably able to dominate, the money just isn't ap It's not worth a single right. moment of my time. And that's why I tried to get bracelet bets down, and I'm so fucking thankful I didn't. Because the only areas that I probably have an edge are 1,000-plus man fields. So say you would have got the bracelet bet down. I would have played everything but the Gladiator. I refused. I was going to say, you would, you would literally have played like every I, No Limit event. I would have uh, refused under, to take it to that no, point. Somebody under. please give him 18 to 1. I, He'll 18 take to 1? No, I won't. No, he won't. That, no, after he won't. yesterday? No, I goddamn won't. No. 18 to 1 is an insult to everybody who's good in MTTs. <laughs> what would you take? 25 to 1. And I think that like I'm taking the worst of it. Like I, We did a lot of math. And like 20 to 25 to 1 seems to be relatively fair based up based upon like how much of my schedule I play. But honestly, like everything's going to turn into a turbo because I'm going to max late reg a bunch of shit. And uh, the, the area where I could probably close the gap the most is the post limbs, yeah. which are all mostly turbos. But the terms would also have to be a lot like, like you're not going to do it for a thousand dollar bet. You're going to do it for like, 
Oh, if I can get like 50K down at 25 to 1, then yeah, then I would, would do try really, really, yeah, really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. What is that, 1.2? Uh, no, a million, right? No, you're right. Wait. I think it's 1.2. Yeah, 1.25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so if yeah. I got 40K down at 25. Also, how is $35 an hour not good money? <laughs> that's right, Guapo. Come on. That's right, Guapo. That's a lot of money, actually. Fuck you. <laughs> and don't you forget it. All right, moving on. Oh, man. Well, uh, the reason I said that was a good segue is because we were talking about large sums of money, and that will transition us into the Hustler game from last night. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that WPT Global, our sponsor for the month, is running a global spring event or sorry a global spring festival um for the rest of this week right now it's their prime main event 10 starting days between may 28th and june 4th uh it's a one thousand dollar 60 buy-in i believe it's every day at 2 p.m pacific so if you guys want to get on there and fire if you're in a qualifying territory a lot of overlays a lot of value in this event um everything i've heard i haven't gotten a chance to get on there yet and play but uh the rumors are that this is like playing poker in 2009 Mm. so i think that there's a ton of value to be had if you guys are in a territory that qualifies head on over to wpd global you guys can click the link in the description below uh if you want to uh, create account for the first time. Be sure to use Berkey as your sign-up code. That will help us as well as yourself. Moving on. Shit was popping last night, huh? Bro. <laughs> that was the greatest fucking show on earth. It, it really was. Uh, I, I was so <laughs> fucking wrong about what I thought yesterday was going to be. <laughs> Did you send Divas 1000 yet? No. Uh, <laughs> he'll get it though wait who was the big loser doug uh 900 and i don't know who it was but no way Nine hundred eighty-nine thousand. i have to go back and look at the tape i think we bet that someone would lose over a million no I, you bet I think on you said seven, win or lose right? seven finger figure swing yeah i'd believe the word <laughs> okay i can tell you that nobody said that for sure mm-hmm. nobody said seven figure swing okay uh i think i think that there's a good chance we bet a winner would be over a million or a loser would be over a million. But right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we didn't, if we just bet the loser. But you didn't. How do you know? Because I'm almost, I remember, I'm almost I certain remember you said a win or loss of more than a million dollars. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm still going to fucking check the tape. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <Enjoy>. <laughs> you guys are making it seem like this is just an absolute certainty. Like as if we couldn't have just said the loss. Seems, uh, seems quite reasonable. Um, but yeah, yesterday was fucking i can't believe nobody lost over a million that's crazy nobody rebought doug doug ended up losing over a million what did wesley uh, lose? off stream oh uh, did he he lost i think he said i think he said he lost uh, uh like 900 and change and then off stream he lost another 200 and change and it totaled out to be like 1.2 something yeah how did airball do <laughs> he, limp, he limped his way home uh, <laughs> not 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 good cuz he doesn't not. look good cuz uh yeah i mean we we can talk a little bit about uh the characters of hcl and everything in a minute but i i guess like nobody lost over a million but three people lost close right yeah so airball lost like 850 uh wesley must have lost somewhere in the same neighborhood i assume something and then doug lost like nine and change yep yeah i mean that's that's a lot so Uh, the big winner was tom 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 might have been the only winner no no tom and rob Who's the guy that pulled off the big bluff? Uh, he got whacked. Oh, really? He lost a $2.2 million pot to Wesley. Ooh. Um, so I think he lost like six or 700. Rollabob lost four or 500. Uh, Rob won, I think, seven and change. And then Hands won small. I think he I won saw like 200. Rollabob got cooler on his first hand. He had Queens versus what? Jackson Aces? Yeah. That was pretty oh, sick. wow. Yeah. First hand. That is pretty sick. Um,. Yeah, man, what a show. So one thing I realize that is very critical to these stream games, uh, and I think that it might be something that goes largely overlooked, but when we were talking when we were talking about like day one and day two, kind of um, you know, not being the right lineup necessarily to my too many wrecks, uh, what I realize is that 
those were the nights I tuned in for the entire show. And I think it was an anticipation factor, like wanting something to happen because of the characters that were in the game. And, you know, also it's just kind of pleasant to watch Rob and JRB, uh, stuff like that. But uh, it was it was background noise. I wasn't paying that close of attention. And nothing really came of it. What is so critical to these shows catching the favor that like last night's did last night broke pretty much every record that hustler has uh it's the clippable moments because i didn't watch last night Mm -hmm. but i know start to finish what happened yeah same right i literally watched it for 45 minutes at most and it happened to be the best 45 minutes where (laughs) uh where where haralabob dur and rob were like grilling the fuck out of doug that was quite entertaining to watch but um, there were just like so many clippable moments last night where, and, and Hustler does a great job of this where they tease it, right? Like huge, huge pot co- incoming in the next 20 minutes or something like that. And then you watch and you watch for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes along somewhere along those lines, you catch all these intermittent or intermediate, uh, moments of, of the show, which is important when you're running for what was the total runtime yesterday? 12 hours. Something I, close. I'm sure, sure. It's a while. They started at like 4 p.m. Right. I think the final hand was somewhere around 3:30 or 4 o'clock. So like, yeah, yeah so, right. somewhere around like 11 to 12 hours stream. Yeah. You need, like, you're not going to hold 50,000 concurrent start to finish. That that needs to be a lot of churn, right? So that means that you're actually getting like 150, 200,000 eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, unique throughout the course of the night, we're all tuning in, tuning out, tuning in, tuning out. So you need these these moments that um, allow us to kind of catch the highlight reel in real time. Mm-hmm. It's what draws the eyeballs in, right? Last night brought that in spades. Just every few hours, anytime you thought that things were about to level off a little bit, something big happened. And I mean, you know, like the, the Haral Bob hand that you're talking about, that's almost an oversight, Right? I mean, that's. That was so. Yeah. Like, that would have been a highlight hand from the first three nights. Yeah. I wouldn't even thought about mentioning it <laughs> today after, like, all the hands. Like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like. Uh, I mean, this is where it all began, right? The, the, the Polk Bluff really set the tone for the night, too. Um, and it's kind of crazy because I think that they did a really smart thing by increasing the ante rather than the blinds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for a few reasons. Number one, everybody's not entirely sure how to adjust. And I think that just naturally creates a more chaotic environment when people are, are pretty accustomed to what the natural adjustment is and their strategy doesn't have to change or morph in any capacity. The action doesn't really drive. Right. But much like the stand-up game where a lot of people just don't really know what the proper adjustments to it are, it, cre- it, it creates a lot more chaos. Uh, you know, Doug went in there with a mission. He said he was going to be the biggest winner or the biggest loser in HTL history. He, he came close to one of those, but didn't actually pull it <laughs> off. Um, Wesley almost ensured that he was the biggest loser in HCO history yesterday. <laughs> he played back-to-back five-bet pop. Bro, if, he got so fucking lucky in that A7 hand. Yeah. Like, his face just gets melted. Uh, I feel really bad, too, for, for Hank, because... I don't know him at all. Like he was a random. He just he was a wild card that popped into the lineup. A very very important part of this lineup too. Yeah. Without him, I'm not so sure that things pop off the same way. Not even necessarily because he did that much. Like of course the bluff versus Doug that we just saw. Uh, just he, he's unknown. Right. Exactly. He, he's, he's a wild card, yeah. and the the def, uh, the default assumption is going to be that he's a wreck. Yep. And that in and of itself is going to be like you know chumming the water a little bit. Uh, My God, did he pull off one of the best bluffs yeah. in history? That was so good. I fucking loved it. I was so Amazing. like, I was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, did he just do it? I think he was gonna do. It was so good. Uh, <laughs> before does, we does the machine like this, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Dude, I don't think so. I was praying he jammed. I'm just saying. I'm like, please jam, please jam. So just sick. fucking do it. And then he <laughs> says, all in. I'm like, oh, it's, I can't believe it. I think it's probably a pretty bad jam. <laughs> To be honest, really? Um, well, I don't think he gets <laughs> there with. Face. I don't think he gets there with that much Jack Ten. Uh, like it's pretty optimistic for him to be peeling Jack Ten with backdoors. So he has like maybe in reality a couple combos. Yeah. Like if he's too loose on flop, he has three combos of it. Yeah. Um, so blocking Jack Ten isn't that important 
I, I guess it's important from the, from the standpoint that like you block uh, Polk's Jack tens, which he probably has in full. But in full is only four combos. But like again, like you said he's a wild card. You don't know, and nobody knows anything about him. He could just have a set like that. So that's more important yeah. when you're bluffing there. I think you just want to have. Uh, do you want to have set blockers? Probably, probably because. Well, it's so weird. It was, I talked about this hand a lot yesterday with a few friends, and it's very weird because. Uh, like this is where depth really starts to cloud people mm -hmm. in a, in a big way, right? Doug's hand looks like a very obvious value bet on the end, yeah, right. Like just really not beat by much. Nobody really has Jack Ten here. Uh, two pair isn't very available on Queen Eight Four Three Nine. Yeah, it's just not there, right? It's like you just have to be against exactly Queen Nine. Yep, for that to be the case, and there's only two combos, so it's just like all of this Eight just or three seems of diamond. All this just seems like uh, a very layup value bet. But then the question <laughs> becomes, what calls you? Yeah. Right? You're, you're betting 100 big blinds on the river. What, what, or sorry, 200 big blinds on the river. What is supposed to bluff catch you? You block ace-queen. You lose the queens. Kings would have four bet pre. That's not there. Mm-hmm. King Queen is like pretty fucking optimistic at this point. Yeah, right? it's 100 big blinds. Queen Jack, Queen Jack, Queen 10 probably should just jam over calling, right? They block yeah. top set, which is yeah. really fucking critical. And they block Doug from having Jack 10, which is also really fucking critical. So like, it's like, what, what are you hoping to get called by? Yeah. And it's like, Hank's only value hands is like, what? A set of nine? It's a sets. He, he has, has all like, the sets. That's like, the thing. That's the thing. So he has all the sets, and that's the biggest problem is that when Doug value bets, he can't really ever have hands that block sets. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it's a three bet pot, so like technically he could have a hand like nine eight suited or queen nine suited, um, but I don't think that they barrel the turn all that often. Maybe eight nine does, maybe yeah. as a bluff turned into value on the end. Uh, so he has like two combos of eight, nine, I guess. Right. And then he has top set of Queens, but you know, whatever, that's the nuts. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. So that, that's kind of what, it, what the issue is. He polarizes on the end, but he never really has a polar range because he only has top set of Queens. And then maybe like two combos of eight, nine for uh, two pair two plus pair. type of pony. Yeah. And then he never really has value hands that block, uh, block set. So like, it's a very exploitative play. Which is why he folds, because generally the mindset here is, okay, I'm going to bet, and since I don't ever arrive here with... Uh, Worse or better hands. Or, or like, I'm pretty capped when I arrive here, uh. um, but I think this guy's a recreational and won't bluff jam. I'm going to bet large, mm -hmm. targeting his one pairs, and when he jams, I'm going to fold. And that's just the general exploitative mindset when you're playing a recreational in, in these environments, especially at depth. The problem is, is that, like... Rex have gotten a lot better at at least knowing that blockers exist. <laughs> and sometimes they have a hand like Ace-Jack of Diamonds here, or Ace-Ten of Diamonds, or like King-Ten of Diamonds, or King-Jack of Diamonds, where they just say, fuck you. Yeah, I I'm all it. in. I loved it. It was so amazing. It's mm -hmm. so street. It's, it's, it's amazing that like he had the wherewithal to do that, because it's, it's funny... Uh, I think the more natural bluffs there are probably like Queen Jack, Queen Ten suited. Yeah. But most people probably just don't because their brain goes between calling and folding. Uh, and, you know, with Ace Jack of Diamonds, it's like generally you face a pot size bet on the end and you're just like, oh, I missed my flush draw. You're only between folding and folding. Yeah. <laughs> right? But like he said, nah, I want to win this fucking pot. This seems like a mistake. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Show me queens. He's like, I got enough behind. I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, why is queen jack better than ace jack? Because you block top set of queens. Okay. Uh, seems very important when that's the only nutted hand Doug can have here. Okay. Um, Having an ace in hand probably sucks too. Well, blocking aces is nice. You know, you don't expect him to have it very often. Um... I guess, yeah, I, I, I think like ace-jack is like a good combo because Doug isn't going to be bluffing three streets that often with like ace-high diamonds. 
So his diamonds are probably going to be... Uh, I, Wait. Maybe having a jack of diamonds isn't great because you want him to have like king jack of diamonds, but it's also nice because you do block jack 10 of diamonds. Uh, so maybe ace 10 would be like the better one, but whatever. I mean, we're nitpicking because yeah. uh, I'm not even so sure that this is a great bluff candidate anyway. Hey, you, you don't think Doug would have tripled here with ace jack of diamonds? Um, possibly, but I don't know. It has a lot of showdown value on turn still. Um... I mean, yeah, if he bets turn, he's going to have to yeah, on the river, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, on turn, you just still beat random floats. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it was a really, really fascinating hand. Really demonstrated, like, how depth can start to fuck with you. I, I think the way the hand is actually supposed to be played, in theory land, so to speak, is that Doug just overbets turn, like, huge. Um so on river they arrived at what like three pots yeah i think uh Thanks. well they were like what they were like a million effective with 200 in the pot so like five pots is that right five or four four or five pots right so i think on turn dog actually probably should be going like 200 percent, and then checking back on improved on the river because like even if the river even like board pairs river uh, so say you get 200% and get called and board pairs, mm -hmm. like the deuce or yeah. whatever. Uh, I still don't think like, you have a value bet because he just never has kings. You block ace-queen. Worst no, queen-x can't yeah. call. Like, There's no two, other two pairs. Yeah, you just like basically narrowed him. Yeah. The busted flush draws and, and, um, and sets. And he just kind of isn't inducing. And like, his one pair hands are just going to check fold because they're bottom of range. You yeah. know? Um, it, it just becomes too thin. The alternative would be that like you can bet small on turn small on river if you want to make it a three street hand. Mm -hmm. That way you can pretty comfortably get get value out of a queen. But I, I think it's I think it's probably just uh, you know whatever size you choose on flop doesn't really matter. And then big bet turn check back river unimproved. What do we? You think? know the crazy part. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, what do we think about Doug's um, ultimate decision that? It should call 25% of the time and fold 75 so he randomizes with this. With his I hands think and... that's just a random thing he pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so sick. You know, you're sitting there and you're just like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to win this hand 75% of the time now. Sickest part about right. is that's not even close to the sickest hand of the date. No. <laughs> no, it's not. This is. Well, I, I was gonna. I, I wanted to talk about this before we move on to another hand history, but I felt really bad for uh, what was his name? Hank. Hank. Yeah. Because um, I don't know anything about him. I don't know his story. I don't know what what makes him want to be there. But it was abundantly clear when he was up seven hundred k that this man was done. Like he was sleeping, <laughs> not not nodding off. He was sleeping <laughs> at the table. Yeah. I mean, there was, bro, this dude, like, okay, I've been here before, man. I've tried to play poker like this before on apps. Like, I know it looks like he's, I know it looks like he's in between, like, being awake and asleep. He's not. He is fucking asleep. Damn, I didn't see that. That's fucking great. Bro is done. Um, so he's in the crypto, I think. He's, he has something. On of his, course he is. He has something on his Twitter uh, saying, uh, listen, block folio, listen, blah, 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 every, blah. Every middle-aged Chinese man that's ever been brought into a high-stakes poker stream is always presented as like, oh, this is such and such a businessman from Macau who's into crypto. Yeah. It's like, okay, man. Or, you know, every once in a while, they'll be like, this guy's a race car driver. Yep. <laughs> like, fuck you. He's not a race car driver. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. like, I, I wonder if he just felt a responsibility to the stream to stay. Probably. Right. Or like, didn't realize like he could leave prior to it ending. Or, you know, what I'm getting at is like, I'm. I'm glad he stayed because we saw more chaos, but for his sake, I kind of wish he would have just like at midnight been like, guys, I, I, I can't anymore. <laughs> like yeah. I'm literally asleep in between hands. I got to leave. And I was watching the, the, uh, the Queens hand versus Wesley. We're, we're kind of going a bit out of order here, but, uh, I, I was falling asleep as that hand was going off in real time. And the second Wesley five bet, I was just like, oh man, I feel so bad for this guy <laughs> which is crazy because at the time he had the best hand mm -hmm. but i'm just like i've been in this situation where you're just like playing a wild card that's stuck and might just be losing it and you're you're just too tired to do anything sharp here 
Like, he has no wits about him at all. So, obviously, he's just going to call and then call down every time the board is clean. Like, that was just the default to how this hand was going to play out 100% of the time. And then if it came an ace or a king high, he was probably just going to, like, you know, make an error by calling one big bet and, like, folding or, like, mm. you know, over, whatever. Like, there was probably going to be a smaller mistake made. But it was just clear that if this was a cooler in any capacity, he was always going to call down. And if, uh, you know, Wesley outflopped him in some capacity, he was going to win money too because his brain was just, he was dead behind the eyes, man. He just wasn't there. He had queens and he's just like, fuck me. Like, I'm facing a five bet. Uh, and I think for that reason, and obviously, you know, fatigue and everything else plays into it, but the way the hand played out, he opened hijack, I think, Wesley three bet the cut. You just can't four bet there, man. Like, when you don't have the the the, the mental capacity, the bandwidth, to be making great decisions, you got to yeah. play pot control mm -hmm. like 200 or sorry, 1700 big blinds effective. You know, you just got to be like, wow. look, I don't want to play a 3.4 million or two. I, I guess they were less. Wesley was uh, like a million one effective. Still. So still like 1100 big blinds effective. You're like, I don't want to play $2 million pot with Queens. So I'm not going to four bet because if I get five bet, then what? Right. And I mean, in reality, jamming might not have been the worst thing, you know? When you when you're when you have no other thinking capacity available and you have two queens and there's already a half a million in the pot, well, if this is how if this is the fate I'm resigned to, this is the fate I'm resigned to. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just all in, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like sometimes you just gotta do you, you gotta say to yourself, I shouldn't have fucking three bet, but I'm not gonna compound it here by by fucking up and you know, trying to go post like YOLO. We do, we, we do this now. Yep. You want to get even call it off. Have <laughs> ace King and beat me in a flip, you know, like that, that's kind of the biggest superpower that recreationals possess whenever it comes to these deep stack games where there's a lot of money on the line, assuming that they can afford it. Their, their true superpower is like slightly overplaying value and just like putting in a little bit too much money with a little too weak of hands. Because our ability to adjust as as pros is so, it, it's so unlikely. Because we think the exact opposite. We think you're putting money in too tightly, yeah. right? So like it's very it's very feasible. Then in that situation, let's say instead of queens, he has jacks, and he just like six bet rips, and Wesley's holding queens. He's gonna fold. Yeah. You know, you're just gonna be like, fuck me. Like this guy just six <laughs> bet jammed. It's always gonna be kings or aces. You know, and you're just gonna end up making mistakes. So, like, it truly is, and I, I realized this playing a lot of years with Bob Bright. He would have these random spurts where, like, he would just stop being a calling station and, like, you know, just start sticking in a four and a five bet pre. And, you know, you would muck a really good hand fast and confidently. It's like, oh, okay, I've ace king, fuck that, like I just muck. And he just shows ace five offsuit. <laughs> so what are you doing, man? And then you get mad, but you're mad at yourself, mm -hmm. but you project it onto him. It's like, what are you doing? You know I had better than that. And it's like, well, yeah, he knew you had better than that. And like, he's just playing up the fact that like he calls way too goddamn much. Right. Um, so that was the second biggest pot ever played in televised history. Which, of the top three biggest pots ever played, that was the only one that didn't include Durr. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fucking Durr. Always out there, man. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Durr just, he's just involved. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, we're kind of just, like, glossing over this, but that, that was a $2.1 million pot. Wesley ended up uh, getting very fortunate on an 875 board, I believe. Uh, he C-bet, Hank called. Turn is another seven. It's over. GG. GG. So then Wesley didn't get hurt super bad last night, right? Lost just shy of a million. Okay. Um, and I guess we can talk about that a little bit before we get into another hand. Uh, I thought yesterday's show was everything that you could ever ask for from a poker fan standpoint. You had a handful of uh, recognizable names in Polk and Durr. Uh, and then obviously the HCL crew. Your, your Wesley, your, your Airball. Um, and then you have like the fun, chatty, needly recreationals in Herolibus and Rob. And Rob. Man, those two are such a fucking tandem. 
<laughs> I want Haralabob in every fucking game. He's the best. Like, and the thing is, like, neither one of them play a lot of hands, but I just don't care. They're so entertaining to listen to. Like, he's so dry and funny and, like, <laughs> subtly condescending, yeah, subtly see? sarcastic and needly. I was surprised by that because I always thought Haralabob was kind of the guy that just didn't really want to get in the mix, but apparently he's not. Bro, do you not uh, remember the, the Robbie J. Lude thing? He's fucking Harry Potter. He I, just, just, I just remember all about seven days ago. Don't want to be in the mix. He called into Ingram's <laughs> podcast every <laughs> single yeah. night for like 42 days. <laughs> oh, that's right. He got called Harry Potter or whatever, right? Yeah. And then Robbie are just like flirting back and forth endlessly on stream. It was incredible. It was, it, I must watch TV. Honestly, like, <laughs> I give Hustler a lot of shit, but for the last year, they've just been daytime drama. Or nighttime drama, I guess. Like it, it truly has been playing out like a fucking soap opera. It really has, like oh, Days honestly, of Our Lives poker style, bro. It's no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. Like dating back to the Jack Four, and I mean, even maybe prior to that, with like the whole Garrett and the poker bunny thing, and then there were Fridays where like the game would literally get three handed because Garrett won every goddamn chip on mm -hmm. the table. Yeah. Like that, then transitioned into the Jack Four drama, which carried us into the new year. Which now came with an investigation of this Brian Sigsby guy who worked there and stole, and like that then carries us right into uh, the 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 first set of uh, I guess was it the influencer game that happened next? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was the influencer game, and then so. followed by the Keating JRB game where JRB won a million, so mm -hmm. they had their first million dollar winner. Right. And then the whole time, like Vertucci's launching a podcast and, you know, just saying all kinds of out of pocket shit and going on an apology. Literally a baker's dozen of people he's offered a truce to at this point. Well, Vertucci's in the Shout import Vertucci's in the import export business, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's just incredible, right? Like it's gotten to the point where the shtick is so fucking funny. He's coming into spaces where Huss and Wesley are arguing. He goes, Guys, guys, I'm just saying, why don't we why don't we offer an all of branch here you know <laughs> maybe we just call it a truce between you two the guy loves all of branches, no it's just, i mean honestly like i'm poking fun but it's it's never ending content man it just continually flows one into the next into the next so then we have this huss and wesley build up uh, where they're just like beacon at each other and like that was fucking entertaining to watch and that game was like good but i don't remember any big hands I mean, granted, it, most of everything is from last night, but, like, what was the biggest hand that was played that night? I, I just remember the drama. Same. Yeah. Same. I just remember the drama. Huss won a ton of fucking money, but, uh, oh, the, the Rampage hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to shut out my man, Ethan. Like, he did a great job. You know, they build the, uh, the ace-jack hank hand as being bigger than the rampage bluff nah, bro. Nah, hands, bro hands folded the effective fucking nuts right <laughs> yeah versus rampage I mean, folded one pair let's yeah. not let's not go overboard here i think he got hurt a little bit because he had a little chunk of doug who ethan oh yeah he told me that they swapped <laughs> oh, he goes this is not what i signed up for i'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah who would have thought you were taking the worst of that one <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a big beat. window. He lost he lost one point two, Rampage won six hundred K, so Rampage was on a, a one point Wait, no. He won no, no. he lost one point two and Rampage won six hundred and he was on He was on eight one point eight. When you swap you it's like you buy. It's like you buy the action off of one another. Right? So Doug had 5% of Ethan. Yeah, and Ethan had 5% of Doug. Correct. Oh, wait, no. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so he owes on 1.8. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ain't fun, cuz. That's not fun. Not yeah. fun. Yeah, that's 90,000. He'll never see again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. you can swap with him in the 25K if he comes played. Yeah. WSOP. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. likes taking the worst of it. <laughs> Um, Any notables in the 25k that made it to day two? I didn't. Do you think I look after I bust, man? I don't <laughs> give a sorry. fuck. Everybody made it day two, I don't two, give man. a fuck. Yeah, you can still go lots, buy in. Yeah, lots of people. Lots um, people. But yeah, like last night, uh, 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 the, the, last night was a culmination of what every st single stream game hopes to be. Big money being exchanged, 
big pots, big bluffs, big hands, ton of table talk, a lot of banter. There was a lot of like back and forth. And then the wildest thing of all, right? The biggest pot ever fucking played has this little twist to it where not only is it the stand-up game, which is going to fuck ranges ever so slightly, mm -hmm. but somehow, some way, the person who loses the hand accidentally exposed his cards to Doug. <laughs> God, that was so good. Well, let's cue that up. A lot of cards could have gone very well. Oh, I, I saw your hand. You saw someone's hand? Seven. I saw Wesley's hand. I haven't looked at my hand. I, I know what you have. I, <laughs> it's a weird spot. Thirty. I'm just gonna. Well, if you're gonna play, then. I fold. I fold. Just I. I oh, switch, switch, switch. You already did. I know what you have. I know what you have. Seen it already. What? Sorry. Thirty to go right now. Yep. I know. Thank you. You make a good point. You make a good point. I don't think he understands. It's going to four bet. He bet from Wesley to 30,000. Tom Dwan, who according to DJF earlier, has been playing a pretty low variant style has decided to four bet to 100,000, and these players are deep. And Doug is watching, because he knows what Wesley has, and Wesley has just five bet. And there's the call from Dwan. Eight, eight, three, two diamonds out there. Wesley does have the ace of diamonds. There's the call from Duan. Wesley's hands are shaking. And it looks like he is loading up for another bet. And still a river to come. And there's the call. The river's a six. Wesley with just ace high. Check. Duan checks it one more time. All in. There's the all in. He said all in? He said all in. For sure? Well, I guess. He said all in. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's the call. Hey, call? Call. Tom Dwan has just won the God, big. What a sick hand man. that was, man. All you have to look, it goes to show. I, I know this is going to be maybe a somewhat unpopular take. Okay. But nit shaming is. <laughs> it's right where it should it be. It fucking works. It's yeah. damn sure that, does. That had to play a part. 100%. In percent, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Like, he, think about it. Like, he probably runs that, like, a large amount of percentage of the time. That hand exactly, that gets ran, I think, even though being a nit. Like, that just gets yeah. ran, bro. Like, it just gets ran. It like, shouldn't, though. You know, Having the Ace of Diamonds is really bad there. Okay. Um, and, the th well, there's, there's a lot of reasons why, like, it shouldn't get ran at full frequency. But, uh, but yeah, like, we can get into that. But I think the culmination of him being nit-shamed, plus it being the stand-up game, plus Doug having seen his hand, yeah. the latter being the biggest amplifying factor... Uh, I think like he was never not running it there. Yeah, no, I agree. Shout out to Tom for never putting his cards on the reader. What a genius. I what know. a fucking genius, I, bro. The biggest pot of all time, and we're all waiting with baited <laughs> breath to see what he has. A genius, bro. He just has his cards to the side just in case. The, the thing is, is that like... Um, just protect himself. I mean, I, I think anybody watching once the flop gets called understands that Tom probably almost certainly has like queens or kings. Yeah. Uh, which in reality, he actually probably should have like queens or aces. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure at that depth if Kings should be like six betting or not. With stand up game, I feel like the answer is just yes. Yeah. Um, but versus Wesley, I feel a little less confident. You know, like even with the nit shaming, even with like the thing was was that uh Doug made it seem pretty clear that Wesley had a good hand. Yeah. Like the beginning part is so funny when he's like <laughs> so weird, he's like, though. sweat me, and he's like, I already saw your cards. <laughs> he's like, it looks yep. <laughs> Same end. <laughs> um, I that shit was so funny. So yeah, it's like that's that's kind of hilarious, and it's like when that happens. Now uh, maybe you play trap a little bit more with kings because you don't expect like that reaction to be ace queen or like it, definitely not like ace five suited or anything yeah. on those lines, right? So like you're a little less concerned about the ace popping off and you being in bad shape. But then again, like you know, he might just have queens a lot more, and maybe it's worth. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Because, like, it's so... It, depth really comes down to the player pers persona so fucking much and trying to figure out, like, what the likelihood of these outlier events occurring are based off of the way this one specific person's thinking about it, yeah. right? Like, you just don't get a range the way that you do at 100 bigs and say, like, okay, this is where we stack off. These are the hands that need protection. These are the hands that trap. Yeah, I'm curious on, like... If Doug just waits till after the hand by saying, "Hey, I saw your hand," or like he just looks well, at his hand, the reason he didn't—the reason he didn't—is because he, yeah, that's the thing. That's what he should have done. Yeah, you look at your hand, see if you're gonna fold, especially when you're next to act. It's just yeah. like, okay, I can look at your hand, see if I'm gonna fold. If I fold, whatever, just tell him after. Tell him not. after it, right? But he told him immediately, which turned this whole into fucking chaos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved. And it's weird because it's the stand-up game. Yeah. I think Doug was trying to, trying to like be honest without like. Uh, demonstrating an angle in any no, no, of course, of course. He was just right, but the thing is, like, if you look at your hand and you just say, like, "Oh, I know he has Ace King, and I have Ten Two suited." Fuck this guy; it's a stand-up game. I'm gonna outplay him mm -hmm. based Post. off of perfect information. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he could have just done that. Yeah. But instead, I mean, he announced it, and Wesley was like, "I don't give a fuck. I still have Ace King." And, I raise. <laughs> and then Doug's like, "Okay, now I'm in a weird spot. Like, I know exactly what you have, but it also it, it's kind of it's kind of sharp because like now it puts this burden of guilt on Doug, where like he can't be a like the whole viewing audience knows that he knows what he has and ha or knows what he knows uh, he knows what wesley has and hasn't looked in his hand yet so now yeah. if he looks at 10 do suited and says like i'm gonna take that information and fuck <laughs> you with it everybody watching is gonna be like okay doug's the biggest piece of shit on earth like, yeah sure. you could have just been courteous and muck there you know it's funny because i've been in that spot too like when i see somebody's hand i'm like next to that and i feel like i've always did exactly what doug did yeah like immediately say it and i actually I, think it might be best and right after i'm like why the fuck did i just wait to look at my hand no i th i think i think actually thinking about it a little bit more what he did is best and then okay. what you do is if you have a hand that continues uh versus perfect information like say he has sevens yeah you just continue with sevens and then you make a deal okay right you just check it down uh whatever you know what i mean like you, you you basically don't take it to a point where you can leverage the information any further yeah, yeah you just leverage it to the point of like hey like i have a hand that's a fair hand yeah uh based off of you know what you have mm -hmm. uh the only uh, the only bit of a free roll you get there i guess is like if he looks down at ace queen he's just gonna fold yeah whereas like but that's also i mean that's on wesley it's on wesley right. yeah exactly like, right. I, I agree. I, you're not being scumbag it's that's on him like, yeah it's just a double-edged it's a double-edged sword because if he looks down at sevens he's probably folding most of the time but because it's a stand-up game he's not always going to fold therefore he gets to lean into that mm -hmm. uh anyway we're, we're putting way too much emphasis yeah. on a tiny little detail that was so insane like that little added layer but I can't get over, like, knit shaming fucking works. <laughs> it's great. It's the truth. Uh, honest to God, it's the truth. Like, Wesley was clearly very upset to be called a knit, to have his play called into question. Uh, and he was definitely looking for spots to mix it up a little bit more. Now, granted, he had way better card distribution. Uh, and he had some hands to get in involved with. But, you know, I think that the biggest issue that allows this bluff to fail is that Wesley's not... It's unlikely Wesley's linear enough in his five-bet five bet range. range. Yeah, like he doesn't have 8-7, really. Right. He doesn't have... Yeah. Right, like they're they're what? Uh, it was a $3.1 million pot. 1.6. So yeah, so they're 1,600 yeah. big blinds effective. Bro, you need to five-bet the way that you would three-bet yeah. in a normal pot construction. Yeah. Right? 
uh, maybe maybe slightly tighter, obviously, because Woo. because like Durr's not four betting <laughs> that wide. Oh, you got a five bet the way you three bet. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. Doesn't sound, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> like he needs he needs coverage on eight eight. He needs some nutted hands that aren't just aces on eight eight three. Yeah, no, that's what Drama was saying. Like when he was tanking, right? He's like, you know, he just should have. Like I'm gonna hate myself if he has like eight seven or something. But I think he came to the conclusion he just doesn't have those hands. Never. Never. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's not that's not even an indictment against Wesley. It's just people don't think about depth very often. Yeah, this, oh, isn't, especially just, this isn't just Wesley. I think a lot of people. Right. Applies to. Especially preflop, though. Like, they don't really think about depth and, like, how far you can fucking take it. Yeah. Like, you... It, I, I haven't looked at 1700 big blind ring ranges. Well, why not? But, like, <laughs> I can guarantee you, you're going to see a sprinkle of everything. <laughs> Because you're only committing like 10% of your chips. Like all in is just not threatened at that point. You know, there's room for six and seven betting to take place. And uh, the, the, the funneling doesn't really start to take into effect. And the fact of the matter is Tom could have some 8x. Yeah. He definitely could just cold four a hand like 10-8 suited, a hand like, uh, you know, 8-7 suited. Less so 9-8. Like we know that that has problems specifically against ace king in these inflated pots but mm -hmm. like he could find some 8x i'm sorry what was the size um on the five bet like um man great question i think he went to 175 uh but it might have been 225 For, what was the what was the four bet four bet would have been uh so it went 20 i think four bet went uh 60 or no 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 four bet was 100 that's right it was 100 to 250 okay um damn so deep too so deep <laughs> so deep i it's mean like it's not with top peel with the eight seven here nine right. eight suited like right like yeah. they're, they're still they're still gonna get to a flop and be like three plus spr you know that's that's kind of standard for a hundred big blind three bet pot yeah or i guess Sick, man. i guess maybe closer to a four bet pot but still Basically, it's 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 reducing at one degree. So, like, yeah, with those sizes, they're not that deep. Those sizes are still pretty big. Um, and maybe there was a straddle. But to, I, I think there but might have been a straddle be, on. That's why. To so, be in a five-bet pot and still be that deep, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, fucking exactly. deep. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the thing. is, I, I think that there was probably a straddle on, so there were actually, like, 850 big blinds effective instead. Okay. But even still, like, a little less linear now in your five-bet range. Mm -hmm. But, like... Now, when you polarize, you're not going to polarize with the ace five suited so much. You'd much prefer to have connectors. Like, you'd much prefer to have five four, I think, uh, as the five better. God, I different play, as the four better. I play MTTs. I cannot even imagine putting a five bet in with five four suited. Bro, you just got to do it. It sounds sometimes. like so much fun. You just got to do it sometimes. <laughs> and, yeah, and I think, like, sizing wise, he probably wants uh, a little to be a little bit more clicky there, like 225. Uh, instead of like 250 or maybe even just 200, whatever, hey, whatever, we're nitpicking. Yeah. Um, but the whole point is that like, if he doesn't have those linear hands, then his value is only aces and kings. And I'm not even positive kings pure jams because aces should be trapping in Durr's range at some frequency, if not always. Mm -hmm. So now whenever he arrives at the river jam, by the time we get that far in he a triple had, offline, he just has nutted hands. It should just be like, and truth of the matter is like, I don't even think playing three streets on this board uh, with that tight of a range makes sense because you don't have hands that need protection, right? On 8-8-3, Kings really wants to bet twice. Your bluffs, if they're ace-king, only really want to bet twice. And aces can be all in by betting twice. Like, if they arrive at flop with three SPR, three E is half pot, I think. Uh, or sorry, two E um, is like 66% uh, pot. So like, you know, you can, you can pretty easily, if you want to turn it into a three street game, I guess you could go third, third, third. Um, but it, it just could also function where you go like quarter check jam or pot, or, uh, you check back flop. You could very easily just check back flop with range. Yeah. Right. Uh, protects your ace king a lot if that's truly your bottom mm -hmm. and you have no other linear hands uh and it allows you to just get two later streets anyway the like it gets all in regardless the, the whole point i'm trying to say is that this is not a it's not a by default three street game yeah, yeah, yeah. uh 
uh, it could certainly be reduced to two with a lot of Wesley's range, assuming that it lacks that polarized bottom. Because uh, Ace-King is like really difficult to, to call the stone bottom of a range whenever you're at three SPR. Like you're just fucked on so many boards, if that's the case. Because there are going to be boards where like you're completely devoid of bluffs. You know, if you see like uh, a Queen Jack 10 board, for example, uh, you're, you're totally devoid of bluffs mm -hmm. and you never have sets. <laughs> so it's like you're capped at your ace king straight. So now with like boards pair and shit like that, your aces and kings feel trashy and your ace king also feels trashy, trashy. right? Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be other boards where like, you know, you're going to be relatively devoid of low equity bluffs. So like if it's just a jack 10 high board, uh, you're going to have the overpairs and ace king. It's yeah. going to be really difficult for queens to want to put it in that type of shit. Uh, anyway, the whole point that I'm getting at is that because of that, because of the fact that Tom does have traps, because of the fact that he might even have an eight some of the time, I think him picking up on Wesley's timing tell is a really, really key insight to this hand. Uh, and it's very keen and sharp by Tom, who's, you know, a 20 year vet. Yeah. Wesley acts, I, I know we chopped up the edit there, but Wesley acted very quickly on the end. Yeah, super Very quick. fast. Check. One beat, two beat. I'm all in. And Durr literally had to confirm, like, did he say all in? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, he said all in. He's like, Are you like sure? that fast? Are you Are sure? You sure? <laughs> that quickly he said all in? I'll put my cards on the reader now. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, it could be aces, which are six combos of, yeah. but it's probably not kings at that speed because kings might not even necessarily want to jam. It yeah. might just want to give up and, and, you know, be happy with the pot. Kind of just wants to think for it's a like moment. It's like pulling though. off the band-aid, right? It's like you want to get rid of all this anxiety and just be like, all right, fuck it. Let's get it over right. with. Right. Like, let's just be done with it right. and get it in. But thought is really necessary for both your bluffs and your value there. Uh, unless you just don't care about the outcome. And the problem with this is now, if he only has aces for the value jam, and he has, there's no way he can balance the ace-kings. If he has all 16 combos, uh, and just removes, like, ace-king of diamonds is like, I'm never going to bluff busted diamonds, he still has 15 bluffs. He's massively over-bluffing in a spot where he's only betting half pot. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom's getting laid 3-1. to one. He, only needs, he only needs to call and be right here. Uh, what? what? 25%, 25% of the time, right? Yeah. So Wesley needs this to work a third of the time, but he's over bluffing by like 3x the combos, right? So he's just torching here if he's running this all the time. And it's such a an abstract, low frequency, when is this ever going to happen again kind of spot. But he has a negative blocker, I think, in the Ace of Diamonds. Like I... Tom's going to be wide enough in his four bit range, especially with the stand up game, where I think you want him to have busted diamonds. Yeah. Just have him have a hand like, you know, uh, ace queen of diamonds that peels one, uh, or even ace king of diamonds himself. You know, you want to be able to push him off that chop some of the time because that's the only ace king Tom could have that arrived at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a brutal, brutal fucking hand for Wesley. Bu brutal spot. And, you know, we didn't talk about it all that much. Uh, with the Doug hand, but like Doug played that five four remarkably well. That's what I thought too. Uh, and I think that like Durr's long tank on the end. Durr said he was considering jamming, which I, I think he probably was, or at least that's a, a reasonable thing to say. But man, his facial expressions the whole time on the river looked like he was a man torn between calling and folding. He was a sick. He was just like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Like you know, he's just like, he caught, yeah. He actually he looks like he was between calling and folding, but I'm pretty sure he thought about all three. Well, everything there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just like you know, folding is literally never an option. Obviously, here. but you know, it's like, what the fuck does this guy have here? Like, this is five high, bro. I mean, the yeah. man said he wanted to come and be the biggest loser in hustler history. You give him the opportunity to be the biggest loser in hustler history. You ain't lying, but you know. I mean, if he had had, uh, if he had had king six or six seven here, I think that Tom would have been absolutely sick. Um, yeah. which I guess to be fair, he could not have six, seven because Tom's combo plus the board blocks it all. So there's no combos of six, seven left and there's only one combo of King six left. So, I mean, I understand not jamming, you know, uh, Doug could have Kings maybe some of the time, um, probably doesn't have deuces. So whatever it, it's, it's really close. I, I think it's still probably a jam. Uh, because Doug might just have six X of diamonds that's in hell and may find a call off. 
uh, in which case, like, you'd be really remiss not to stack a six of diamonds there, yeah. for instance. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, what a fucking, what a night. Oh, shit. What a stream. It was a sick, sick, sick night. Man. What, what an amazing time to be alive in poker. You ain't lying. Talk. I mean, I, I'm not kidding. Like, last night, put on a grand stage that cash actually is possibly it's possible to to pursue the cash stream again right for a decade maybe two tournaments have been in the forefront where like if you want the big money you gotta fire the mtts it's the only way to do it yeah but we're talking about like a a very niche it is niche very for sure very very niche for sure but so are the super high rollers yeah they're pretty out of touch yeah it just seems like there's more willing to play those but outside of playing super high rollers you only have the main event so I think last night was very comparable to like the main event. Yeah. You know, it's, sure. it's this one-off event that's massive and yeah, it's going to take a lot of, but like we saw Rampage in there. I mean, Mariano could have played that lineup last night. I'm sure if he wanted to, yeah. you know, these guys were vlogging one, two during the pandemic, man, these, these massive 10 K's that are just one-offs pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty sick. You know, the, the 10 million you're talking about. Um, uh, I mean, we can you, talk about the 10 what are you million about? or we got our friend Landy. Oh, yeah. We, we, I'm sorry. I fucked it up, didn't I? You didn't. We, I, I didn't. I didn't realize it, it was over. I had no idea that's where you were going. Oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, any extras is in the building. <laughs> our boy Landy. He final table to scoop 10K main. Unfortunately, he got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he did get properly fucked. fucked. Uh, pretty unfortunate. Dude, he came, what did he come in with, 28 big blinds today? Yeah, he almost went coast to coast. He had the chip lead after, I think he was like fourth in chips after day one. He had the chip lead after day two. The chip lead uh, was yesterday, day three? Yes. Yeah, so he had the chip lead most of yesterday down to like 24 people. He had like 185 blinds with like 24 people left. Well, yeah, and then he yeah. ran it with zero equity in a spot. <laughs> On seven seven six six deuce with ten three, blind versus button, and just ran right into the king seven. Ooh, uh, knocked him back a peg. Oh yeah, uh, real humble. But yeah, that he was he was ten of ten. Found a double on the bubble. I like that double bubble. Found a double on the bubble. Got up to twenty eight bigs. Ended up coming in nine of nine, which twenty eight bigs to be That's ninth place piles. in fucking piles. And then he just gets the aces fifteen minutes into day four or whatever. Gets it in versus Queens and rest is history. Properly doom switched. Absolutely unbearable. How does that happen? I don't know, but he told me before the event he was going to win it. I immediately took 30%. <laughs> I just believed, man. I, I just absolutely believed. I, I mean, thought he was truly going to win it. I wish, uh, man, I was already counting fourth place money. I, I woke told up me that this morning. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what time it started this morning. I, I figured I would wake up and like it would already be going. I was like, I'm just going to wake up and there's going to be five left. I, I know I'm going to be guaranteed 150K at oh, least. You, you just know? Well, I mean, <laughs> rough life. you know when you're plucking <laughs> yeah, fucking no bounties. Shit. I know when Landon's going to finish top top 10, apparently. Well, no, you said top five. I know what I fucking said, Conrad. Oh, okay, just make it sure. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> Conrad's itching to get out of here and go play this mystery bounty. We got to get it popping, baby. I got some things to do. We'll be back tomorrow. I swear to God, we're going to get one of these things off at 1030 a.m. It really does fall on my shoulders, though, because I didn't have cash to play today, so we can go a little bit later. But uh, I, I think tomorrow we're going to be on time, barring another $3 million hand being played on stream in the next 24 <laughs> hours. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. If you're new to the channel, leave a comment below. Let us know what you thought of the Hustler stream last night. Let us know what events you're going to be playing for the WSOP. We'll see you guys all here tomorrow, 1030 a.m. Pacific. Later, squad.